0: Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at integrity and authenticity. We'll be discussing secure communications, cryptographic hash functions, cryptographic hash operation, MD5, and SHA. And finally, we'll look at origin authentication. This episode is part of my series on network security for the CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. There are four elements to secure communications. The first one here is data integrity. Now, what this does is it guarantees that the message was not altered. Any changes to data in transit will be detected. Integrity is ensured by implementing either a secure hash algorithm, SHA-2 or SHA-3, or the MD5 message digest algorithm that is still widely used. However, the MD5 is inherently insecure and creates vulnerabilities in network. You should avoid the MD5 at all possible. Now, legacy devices still may need it, but when when you can, do not use MD5. The second here, is origin authentication so origin authentication this guarantees that the message is not a forgery and does actually come from who it states many modern networks ensure authentication with algorithms such as hashed base message authentication code or hmac the third one here is data confidentiality this guarantees that only authorized users can read the message If the message is intercepted, it cannot be deciphered within a reasonable amount of time. Data confidentiality is implemented using symmetric and asymmetric encryption algorithms. And then finally, the fourth element is data non-repudiation. This guarantees that the sender cannot repudiate or refute the validity of a message sent. Repudiation relies on the fact that only the sender has the unique characteristics or signature for how that message is treated. Hashes are used to verify and ensure data integrity. Hashing is based on a one-way mathematical function that is relatively easy to compute but significantly harder to reverse. Here we have a hash function that takes a variable block of binary data. So this is here is our block of data. Block of data. Typically this is called the message. And once again, notice this is in plain text. So if somebody intercepts it, they can read it. We then run through our hash function. And what this does is it produces a fixed length condensed version hash value here. The resulting hash is sometimes called a message digest, a digest, or a digital fingerprint. With hash functions, it is computationally infeasible for two different sets of data to come up with the same hash output. Cryptographic hash values are often called digital fingerprints. I hope you're liking this episode on integrity and authenticity. Leave a comment below about what you think about integrity and authentication. You can visit my website at cabtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Mathematically, the equation here, H equals HX is used to explain how hash algorithms operate. What we have here is the hash function. So right here, this is the hash function, our hash function takes an input X. So this X right here is our input. So our input. And returns the fixed size string hash value, which is the H. So H equals this hash function and our input. This here kind of is a summarization of the process. The cryptographic hash function should have the following properties. Now the input here can be any length. So it can be any length, big, small, does not matter. The output here is always a fixed length. So this is always a fixed length here. HX here, the, the, the hash value is relatively easy to compute. So for the computer, for the end user, for whoever's computing it, it's relatively easy to compute for any X, no matter what the length is. HX here is a one-way, non-reversible process. And finally, HX is collision-free. What that means here is that two different input values will result in different hash values. Hash functions are used to ensure the integrity of a message. They help ensure data has not accidentally changed and that what was sent is indeed what was received. Now there are four well-known hash functions. Right here we have MD5 with 128-bit digest, SHA-1, SHA-2, and SHA-3. While hashing can be used to detect accidental changes, it cannot be used to guard against deliberate changes that are made by a threat actor. What we're saying here is hashing is vulnerable to man-in-the-middle attacks and does not provide security for our transmitted data. Now to provide that integrity against man-in-the-middle attacks origin authentication is also required. To add origin authentication and integrity assurance use a key hashed method authentication code typically referred to as HMAC. HMAC uses an additional secret key as input to the hash function. HMAC once again, it's that key hashed message authentication code is calculated using any cryptographic algorithm that combines a cryptographic hash function with a secret key. Hash functions, are the basis of the protection mechanism mechanism of HMAX. Here in the diagram, we can see that we have the plain text message. Once again, it can be of any length. We have our secret key. We combine that in the hash function, and now it comes out once again with this fixed length authenticated hash value. Notice it is now authenticated because we've combined it with that secret key. Only the sender and receiver know the secret key and the output of the hash function now depends on the input data and that secret key. Only parties who have access to that secret key can compute the digest of an HMAC, HMAC function. This defeats the man in the middle attacks and provides authentication of the data origin. For origin authentication, the sending device inputs data. And for example, here we're going to use Terry Smith's pay of $100. So Terry Smith is getting paid $100. We're going to put put that in with the secret key, run it through our hash algorithm, and then we're going to calculate this fixed hash value here. This authenticated digest is then sent, is then, sorry, it's not sent, but it's attached to the message, and then that is sent to the receiver. Then the receiving device gets that message in. It removes that digest, that that hash value from the message. It then uses that plain text message, what's left of the message, with the secret key. So then it once again it takes that message here, pay Terry Smith hundred dollars, combine it with our secret key, running through that same hash function. Once again, notice we got to have the secret key here, and it generates that HMAC that authenticated fingerprint. Now, if the digest that is calculated by the receiving device is equal to the digest that was sent, because remember, we attach that digest, that hash number to the message we sent. Now, if those two are the same, the message has not been altered. Additionally, the origin of the message is authenticated because only the sender possesses a copy of that shared secret key. Our HMAC once again the hash, hashed message authentication code has ensured the authenticity of the message. Here we have an example of how HMACs are used by Cisco routers that are configured to use Open Shortest Path First (OSPF) routing authentication. R1 is sending a link state update (LSU) regarding the route to network. 10.2.0.0 slash 16. So here is the update that OSPF is sending. First step down here is R1 calculates that hash value. So it, it takes takes all the data, combines it with the secret key, runs it through the hash algorithm, either SHA, SHA1 or MD5. Once again, try not to use MD5 if at all possible. And What we get here is a, the hash of that value. Now the resulting hash is then sent with the link state update to router two. R2 then goes through that same process of calculating it, calculating that hash value. It takes all the data. It combines it with that secret key, goes through the hash algorithm and it gets its own hash value. Now it takes the hash value that it was sent to, to it from R1, compares it to the hash value it came up with when it did its own calculation. Now R2 accepts the update if these two value hash values they match. If they don't, R2 discards that update. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on integrity and authenticity. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security for the CCNA. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin and this is Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.